Justin Snyder is the scheduled hitter. So And they're calling for another pitcher. Guys White has come in, given up a double, a single, and a double. And he is He's no yet to retire and part out. of this game. Yeah. He is headed to the dugout. So we'll have another pitching change here in the sixth inning. As another new pitcher is on for the Bruins. We'll try to catch his number for you as quick as we can. Yeah, they're getting the wristband. I will recap this inning for you. J.T. Mabry led off by flying out to right field. Brett Coker singled to left. Jeremiah Boyd was hit by a pitch. Put runners on first and second. Then Jackson Galloway singled to right. And that scored Coker. Following uh, Jared Vitato's strikeout, they changed pitchers. D.J. Wright doubled to right center. That scored Boyd and Galloway. Gabe Jennings on the next pitch, single to left. That scored right. And Luke Benson has just doubled to right, and that scored Jennings. One, two, three, four, five runs in the inning and a 7-2 to two lead for the Raiders. And who is this guy, John? This is uh, Jake Timms. He's making his ninth appearance, all in relief. He's thrown 10 and two-thirds innings, giving up 12 runs, 10 of them earned, 12 hits, 12 walks, nine strikeouts. He's got an 8.44 ERA with no record. Spells his name T-I-M-B-E-S. Jake Timms throws with the right arm. 6'2", 165, a freshman from Kingsport and pitched at Dobbins Bennett High School. So he will face Snyder after Geiswhite came in, faced three batters, gave up three run, gave up three hits. He's given up two runs, and he's responsible for Luke Benson out at second base. Raiders leading seven to two. Snyder has a single has walked and has flied out. Pitch is a strike call, nothing and one. Ninth hitter in the inning for the Raiders. Missed inside for a ball. This guy's pretty quick to the plate. He's got a little bit of an unusual yeah. delivery. Kind of almost sidearm. One ball, one strike. Benson leads at second, and the pitch is outside for a ball, two and one. Snyder with an RBI opportunity here in the sixth. High ball, three, three and one. You're talking about that uh, that move. He's got some interesting mechanics. He'll go into his set position now and gets his sign. He's ready. He's slow, 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 fast. Strike called. Three and two. Jake Timms 
fourth pitcher used by Belmont. Pitch struck him out swinging. And that's going to end the sixth inning. Raiders bat around in the sixth inning. They pick up five runs, three, four, five hits. Five runs, five hits, and they leave one runner. We will go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Middle Tennessee seven, Belmont two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Justin Lee is the new pitcher for the Blue Raiders here in the bottom of the sixth inning. He'll come on for Jalen Wirtz. Daniel Dewey, the starter, went three innings. Wirtz went two, and now they'll turn it over to the freshman from Mount Juliet, Justin Lee. Justin Lee making his 16th appearance, all but one of those in relief. He's thrown 28 and a third innings, given up 29 runs, 20 of them earned on 38 hits, 12 walks, 13 strikeouts. And, Pitched uh, two innings against Rice in the, uh, I guess that in the Sunday game. Yeah. And Left over, number one, Chase. Pitched, actually, yeah, two innings, gave up no runs on three hits. So he will face Cutafias to lead off here in the sixth. So right now, uh, Jalen Wirtz in line for the, the win for the Raiders, if they can Hold on. And, First uh, pitch was slammed foul down the left field line. Nothing in one. Got a foul. Says flied out. Singled and scored in the fourth. Lee's pitch. And there for a strike. Nothing in two. Yeah, that's what you need to do here is just come in, throw strikes, get outs. Raiders with a five-run Top of the sixth inning, lead seven to two, and that ball is popped up. Behind home plate, Vitato off with the mask. He's got it. Did a good job of tracking that. I didn't think he threw that mask quite far enough. <laughs> One out. I think the umpire might have, uh, I think they just had a little discussion about how far he threw that mask. You want to get it way, way out of the way. Last thing you want is somebody tripping over it. With one out, here's the pitch. And oh. Oh. called a ball. 
Oh. Gallison has singled and doubled two for two out of the number nine hole. Lee with the pitch, swung on, hit to center field. Benson going back. He's got room out there, reaches up and snags that one for out number two. Had it all the way. Right fielder, number nine. Two down. And the batter is Slaughter, the leadoff man. He has struck out, delivered a sacrifice fly in the fourth inning and walked in the second. So officially 0 for 1. Brand, a run batted in. Brian Baranek uh, throwing in the Raider bullpen, backing up uh, Justin Lee. First pitch to Slaughter's inside for ball one. Lee comes right back and misses outside for ball two, two and oh. And his seventh mm. pitch of the inning is outside for ball three. So he's in danger of losing Slaughter here yeah. with two outs. And he's just barely missing right around the plate. Ball four. That one a little bit farther outside. An old pitching coach would come out and say, son, we're five runs up. Just throw it in there and see how far they can hit it. That's right. Let your defense uh, show what they can do. Here's Landers. He has flied to center, popped out, and been hit by a pitch. Runner at first, two outs. Breaking ball caught the corner, strike one. Pretty good-looking slider. Sure was. If you're a pitcher. Now, if you're a hitter, that was a pretty terrible-looking slider. Slaughter first, runner back. Of course, I guess to a hitter, any slider, in, <laughs> unless unless it's a hanging slider. One strike to count. Fastball misses a bit low, one and one. Hanging sliders have a way of going out the other direction in a hurry, don't they? Yep. The pitch is slammed into right field. That's a hit, and it may get through. Oh, it's cut off out there by Benson. Runners will be at first and third as he gets the throw in quickly. Slaughter with two outs was running, and he will be at third base, and Landers with a sharp single into right center. First hit off Justin Lee. And the batter is Barton, the catcher. He is grounded into a double play, grounded out, and walked 0 for 2. I'd say that uh, Brett Coker ought to be uh, looking for a ground ball here because he's fielded two of them. Here's the pitch, and Barton takes it for a strike. He had a home run and a double against the Raiders at Reese Smith Field earlier. I think they hit at least three homers in that game. Landers, Barton, and Heaton all went deep. Swing and a miss. Nothing in two. Vita Toe out in front of the plate setting the, uh, the defense, giving the defensive signals. 
Now they're ready to go again. Two strikes the count. Lee with the pitch outside. One and two. Well, if, they're, if the idea there was to waste a pitch, they certainly did. Belmont runners at first and third, two outs the pitch. Did he go? Yes, sir. That's a strike three. Call and Barton out on strikes, and the inning is over. In the inning, no runs, one hit, two left. Here are your totals after six innings for Middle Tennessee, seven runs, eight hits, no errors. And for Belmont, two runs, seven hits, no errors. Raiders lead seven to two. As we go to the seventh on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. And we go to the seventh inning. I assume that is still Jake Timms out there. He came in to get the last out in the sixth when he struck out Snyder. It is. He'll pitch to JT Mabry, who led off the sixth inning. He's leading off the seventh. Raiders batted around in that sixth inning. Picked up five runs. They lead it 7-2. to two. JT 0 for 3. The pitch is swung on a miss. Strike one. So the sun no longer a factor, John. I am so glad. There's the ball hit to short. One big hop. Up and throwing. And oh. almost pulled him off the bat. Hey. He held the bag, first baseman did, and that is out number one. Had himself uh, braced with the, as he stretched out to catch that with his mitt. He braced himself with his right arm, keep from falling. Here's Coker. Now what do we got? Oh, I think they want to uh, challenge that perhaps. Three umpires are getting together. Boy, that third base umpire is a big guy, isn't he? He sure is. Good grief. I think that we, since we challenged that play earlier, well, they are going to look at it. I guess you get more than one challenge. 
Okay, we're going to take a break while they do this challenge. This is a challenge break, uh, Jackson, and we'll be back after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, the umpires vanished and uh, they have not returned to the field as of yet, so we don't know the outcome of that play. Belmont is a member of the Missouri Valley Conference, so apparently that conference does have the challenge uh, capabilities. Uh, they moved out of the OVC, John. They won the OVC last year with a record of 18 and six in the league and 39 and 20 overall. But this year, Missouri Valley a little bit tougher. They're five and 10 in the conference so far, 20 and 21 overall. And we are waiting for the results of the challenge to be shown to us. Well, they've, uh, I tell you, uh, one of the teams in that Missouri Valley is uh, Missouri State. The out is going to stand, by the way. Okay. And uh, they play some pretty good baseball over at Missouri State. That used to be what, South? Southwest Missouri State. Yeah. And I think they're ranked in, in at least some of the polls. So the plate umpire is going to explain to Coach Myers what he saw on the challenge and that the uh, out stands. So one out in the seventh. Here's Brett Coker. Well, that scoreboard is nice and bright now. Jake Timms, the right-hander, delivers and hit hit him in the arm. Coker hit by a pitch. I think he leads the Raiders in that department. He is at first base with one out. Batter is Jeremiah Boyd. Tim's waltz a lot of people, but he doesn't hit many. That's just his second hit hit batsman. Jeremiah has a single. He's been hit by a pitch. This is a strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. Coker's been hit 13 now. That's the 14th time he's been hit this season. He leads the Raiders in that department. Strike 
swinging and it's 0-2. I guess that qualifies him for the Ron Hunt Memorial Award, huh? Yep, I guess. Briggs Rudder second on the team with 10 hit by pitches. Rudder not in the lineup today, getting a day off. Swing and a miss, Boyd down on three pitches. It's two outs in the seventh. Timms gets his first strikeout, second strikeout. Yeah, he struck out uh, Eston Snyder to end that sixth inning. Here's Galloway, one for three. Single, drove in a run in the sixth when the Raiders scored five. Throw to first, and the runner back. Seven to two Raiders. We are in the seventh inning. Another quick throw to first. Wind's starting to kick up a little bit more now as the sun sinks in the west. Galloway looked at a strike at the knees, nothing in one. Another throw to first. Shortstop playing deep in the hole for Galloway. Swing and a miss. Got him on a breaking ball there. Nothing in two. Second baseman Rando is playing close to the bag at second, but not shifted on the other side. So there's some hitting room on the left side for Jackson. Another throw to first. Right-hander comes set. Guess what? <laughs> Another throw to first. The more I see this, the more I like the major league rule. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> you you're oh, you got two outs. You got zero and two, and struck him out swinging. Yeah. Why do you fool around with that throwing over there? So in the inning, no runs, no hits, one man left. Seventh inning stretch time here at Rose Park. It's Middle Tennessee 7, Belmont 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. Funny thing happened uh, at the ballpark, John. They had the seventh inning stretch, and nobody in the stands got up and stretched. Well, you got up and stretched. I did. I got up and stretched. I know what you stretched for. <laughs> <We're>, you saw. <laughs> We're going to the bottom of the seventh inning. Brody Hinton, the first baseman, will lead it off. He has a single in three trips. Well, since the sun went down, it has gotten a little bit chilly out there, and yep. I think the fans did not want to uh, stir too much. Hit the right-handed batter. Justin Lee's first pitch to him is low for ball one. Lee came in and pitched the sixth inning, coming in for Jalen Wirtz. That's it's down and fair out of, and out of play. Bounces over the wall down there and one ball, one strike to Heaton. Pops this one up down the right field line. Snyder with a long run, makes a diving effort. Did he catch that ball? He did. Wow. First base umpire said, You are out, sir. Wow. Well, John, I'm putting a star by that one, too. Boy, I would if I were you. Yeah, that was about where, uh, whose double was he that? He uh, near the uh, near the foul line out there and came up with it. Yeah, Luke Vinson had one that uh, dropped in just about that same place for a double. Here's Clark, takes a strike, nothing in one. Clark, two singles and three trips. Left-hand hitter. And if Snyder doesn't catch that one, he's, it's, that one's probably a double. Outside for a ball, one and one. Clark, a Texan out of Irving, Texas. Swings and fouls this one out of play to the left. One and two. We're in the bottom of the seventh inning. Raiders on top, seven to two. Glad to have you joining us wherever you might be. We certainly enjoy bringing these games to you. Pitches outside, two and two. Here is Wurtz with the pitch, and it's grounded to the right side. Two hopper. To Mabry over to first, and that is out number two here in the seventh inning. 
Lights not quite to the point of taking effect, are they? Not quite. We're playing in the dusk. So we go from bright, bright, bright to dusk. Jack Rambo, the batter, Rando. He has flied out twice, and one of those was a great catch by Galloway in left field. Which is low and inside, ball one. Raiders have flashed some leather today. They have. Nice ah. strike. <laughs> Randall, uh, Rando was trying to sell that one as being up and in. One ball, one strike. The right-hander delivers right in there for a call strike. I could call that one from up here, John. One and two. <laughs> Rando had to have a little bit of discussion about that. The one-two pitch on the way, and he swung and fouled that one out of play. Count holes, one and two. I guess that you can't see it from where you are. There's a tent behind the uh, first base dugout, and I guess that's where that replay I think you're probably right. thing is located. Another foul, and over that way, long run by Snyder, but he's going to run out of room. That one's out of play. So, plate umpire gets some more baseballs. And Lee waits for his right fielder to get back in position. Now he's ready. Another foul out of play. That's three in a row. He's hit toward the right side. He's flied out twice in this game and taps this one foul behind the plate. He's way out in front of an off-speed pitch. Yeah. Just lucky to make contact. I brought some baseball history stuff today, John. I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Yeah. Here is the pitch, and it is a little bit low. Ball two, two and two. Right-hander winds and fires, and it's low and inside. Ball three. So it goes full. Three balls, two strikes. Ball person has to run all the way over from the third base dugout to get that baseball. Foul, whoa. <laughs> Left side. Yeah, that was a, a, a line drive out just, uh, landed just past the umpire out there at the edge of what would be the outfield grass if it were grass. About a foot foul. Another 3-2 pitch coming. Ball four is high. Mm. So that's pretty good at bat for Rando. He yeah, just he uh, outlasted him. Fought off some pretty decent pitches. Uh, it's kind of the pattern we had in that uh, last inning. Justin Lee got the first two batters and then uh, walked Slaughter, the leadoff hitter. So here's Max Jones, third baseman, who is 0 for 2 with a walk. 
Runner at first is Rando. Lee with the pitch. That is oh. just must have been a bit low. Ball one. Must have been. That looked like a pretty decent pitch. Runner at first. Two down in the turf and blocked by Vitato. 2-0. Vitato a good job of keeping that ball in front of him and holding that runner at first. Two balls, no strikes to Jones. Lee ready to work, and the pitch is oh. just a bit inside, ball oh. three. He's not missing by much. No. Three and oh. Catapias is the on-deck hitter. There's the strike call, three and one. Right-hander comes set and goes to first base instead. Swung on. That ball hit in the air to right field. Snyder coming on. He will make the grab for out number three. So that is all in the seventh inning for the Bruins. No runs, no hits, one left. We have played seven innings in Nashville. It is Middle Tennessee seven and Belmont two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Go to the eighth inning. The Raiders leading by a score of 7-2. to two. We'll have Jared Vitato to lead it off. He is 0 for 3. Jared is fly to right, grounded to second, and struck out. Jake Timms back out for the Bruins for another inning. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Timms came on to get the last out in the sixth inning and then pitched the seventh. Vitato pops this one up, foul ground, third baseman over there. Jones will take it for out number one. One down in the eighth. And we're, we're still playing in the twilight. D.J. Wright has two doubles and a walk. 
perfect uh, day at the plate. Two for two with two runs scored. Timms with the pitch. Breaking ball hangs upstairs. One ball and no strikes. Dick, it looks like the uh, lights are finally starting to take effect out in left center around the center field. There's a strike called. It's one and one. But uh, looks pretty dark here in this infield, doesn't it? It does for a fact. Swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. Got to wonder how that affects the, the hitters. And the pitch. Swung on and hit to left field and left, gonna be, center. Or left center field. Center fielder is going to take it for out number two. DJ gave it a pretty good ride. I don't think it affected him too much. Not at all. Gabe Jennings is the batter. Had an RBI single in that big sixth inning. So he is one for two with a sacrifice bunt. Jennings swings and misses the first offering from Tim's one strike. And of course that sacrifice bunt, which came in the uh, fifth inning, was important because it uh, got DJ right to third so that he could score on a uh, another sacrifice. One ball, one strike now to Jennings. Tim's delivers the pitch, missed outside with that one, two and one. And of course, that was an important run. That, uh, that uh, tied the game. We'd gotten behind by one. Strike is called, two balls, two strikes. <laughs> don't know how you take a pitch like that. I don't know. Two strikes, I, I, but I, it was called a ball. Did you see what was happening on the Bel Belmont infield? Every one of them was headed to the dugout. Three and two. And this ball stroked into left field. Center fielder over, left fielder over. Going to be caught by the left fielder for out number three. Can't see the ball out there. Just have to watch the outfielders. No runs, no hits. Nobody left. We will go to the bottom of the eighth inning. It's the Raiders 7, Belmont 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Bottom of the eighth inning, Raiders leading 7-2. D.J. Wright has two doubles in the game, John. But in 1933, on this date, 25th of April, a 25-year-old shortstop named Dick Bartell becomes the first major leaguer to hit four consecutive doubles in a nine-inning game. They called him Rowdy Richard. It uh, helped his team, the Phillies, beat the Braves seven to one at the Baker Bowl. That was in Philadelphia. Yep. Pitch to the plate. Calafias hits it in the air to right field. Snyder, a long run, makes a running catch. In foul territory, right? Foul ball, and it was down there near the uh, 3:30 sign. They say the pitcher's two best friends are the double play ball and a fast outfield. Uh, our outfield has certainly helped our pitchers Boy, they sure in have. this game. There's a swing and a ball hit to third. One hop. Jennings over to first in time. Two pitches, two outs in the eighth. That's the way to get it done. Talking about the Baker Bowl. Apparently, it had a talk about we we talk about we were talking about Sulfordell the other night with its short right field. Baker Bowl had a short right field. Yankee Stadium used to have a short right field, but just right at the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Sam Slaughter. It went out in a hurry from 297 down the line. Pitches outside. Fenway Park. With a short right field. Uh, Pesky's pole. One ball, no strikes. The count to Slaughter. All two is outside. Two and oh. First two batters. Lee just threw it in there and let him hit it. Raiders defense got the outs. There's a ball high. Ball How three. was that not a strike? Now, three and oh, the count. We talked about Marvin King, the uh, home plate umpire, and how consistent he's been, but uh, that one I disagree with. Strike on the outside corner, three and one. Sam Slaughter today, 0 for 2. Well, actually 0 for 1. He has two walks and a sacrifice fly. And another walk. So he's at first, third walk given up by Justin Lee, and the batter is Mason Landers. Has a single in three trips. He's been hit by a pitch. Coach Meyer's out, and we're going to have a pitching change right here. So Lee will be coming out. We will take a break and be back with more Blue Raider baseball and tell you about the new pitcher on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at exitmurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. 
Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. I don't think I'd be wanting to face Eric that. Eric Swan will come on to take over the pitching duties for Middle Tennessee here in the eighth inning with two outs and a runner at first base. Eric Swan making his uh, 11th appearance, his second in relief. He's thrown 38 in the third innings, giving up 32 runs, 30 of them earned on 40 hits, 30 walks, 42 strikeouts. Uh, 7.04 ERA, a 1-5 record. But Dickey had a really nice outing Sunday in relief against, uh, against Rice. Yes, he did. That was uh, actually that was Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. In the sure. uh, regular game, but he went two innings, had uh, no walks, struck out three, allowed only one hit in that uh, relief appearance, which was his first of the season. This is being his second. Well, we found out uh, on Saturday that uh, indeed the uh, radar indicator on the scoreboard. Hattery Smithfield will show triple digits because he had triple digits uh, several times. We, we know that he throws regularly in that 97, 98, even 99 uh, mile an hour range. I tell you what, if I'm a Belmont hitter, I'm not sure I want to be facing a 98 mile an hour fastball. Not in uh, this twilight. Uh, not in this twilight. Mason Landers, the batter, Single and three trips with Slaughter, the runner at first. First pitch just swung on and fouled at the plate. Strike one. Landers came up there swinging. Nothing in one. Seven runs, eight hits for the Raiders. Two runs, seven hits for the Bruins. And the pitch is outside. Ball one, one and one. So Justin Lee went uh, two and two-thirds? That's right. Uh, went two and two-thirds. Gives up, uh, at this point, no runs, but that runner at first is his responsibility. One hit, three walks, one strikeout. Two balls on a strike, and this one <laughs> swung on and missed. Well, that was that high heater. And there was absolutely no way that uh, Landers was going to catch up with that baseball. Two and two. I suspect that was someplace in that 97-98 range. Low ball three. So a full count on the designated hitter, Mason Landers. Runner at first is Slaughter with two outs. Runner goes. 
Chopper to third, but it's going to be a foul ball outside the line. Two outs and a 3-2 pitch. That runner was off and going with the pitch. He'd already gotten around second base. There he goes again, and this one is hit through the hole. That's a base hit to left field. So Landers with a two-out single. That pushes Slaughter to second with two outs, and the batter is Blake Barton. So the hits are now even at eight apiece. Raiders leading in the runs department, 7-2. Barton 0 for 3 with a walk. Couple of ground balls, strikeout. He lays that first pitch right in there for a ball. Wow. <laughs> They're just not, uh, he's not calling that high strike anymore, is he? Swan's pitch low, ball two, two and oh. Big right-hander comes set and delivers a strike. It's called two and one. Light's starting to ta uh, take effect on the right side of the infield. There's a little chopper off the turf and let it go foul. No, Swan picks it up, can't do anything with it. I don't know if I would have played that one or not. Well, I think they, uh, the did batter's they, coming back. So I did think, they say it was foul? I think they're saying that it was foul, yep. I guess it was foul from the get-go. Two and two. But I, I, I'm with you, Dick. I would have uh, kept my hands off of it. See if it'll go foul. Turns out it didn't make a difference because it was foul. Ground ball up the middle. That's a base hit. That will score a run. Throw's going to come back into second, and it's a 7-3 to three game. So back-to-back -back singles off Eric Swan here in the eighth inning. That run will be charged to Lee. First baseman, number two. Brody Heaton. And Heaton, the first baseman, will stand in. He's one for four. Eston Snyder robbed him on a great catch in the seventh. First and second, two outs. Outside ball one. Swan comes set, swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. Seven to three. Belmont two men on with two outs. Infielder shifting around on the pitch, which is hit to center. That's a base hit. That will score another run. The throw coming in, and again, they may have a guy third, and a run down will ensue and he is out. That was a nice cutoff play by the Raiders, saved a run. 
the runner on second scored. And the runner on first was out on a rundown between second and third. So that is all in the eighth inning. Bruins pick up a pair of runs on three hits and they leave one. We will go to the ninth, Middle Tennessee seven, Belmont four on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the ninth inning. Belmont's new pitcher is a tall left-hander by the name of Jalen Borders. Jalen Borders making just his uh, second appearance of the season. Uh, he uh, uh, That other appearance, he was a starter. Uh, he went three and two thirds innings, gave up five runs on all earned on five hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts in that appearance. 12 27 ERA, an 0 and 1 record. Ball one to Benson. So uh, I guess it's easy to see why this is his second appearance of the season. If this is who I think it is, it's because he's been hurt. Aha. Uh -huh. There's a strike called, one and one. He is 6'7", 240 pounds out of Alexandria, Alabama. One ball, one strike to Luke Vincent. Checked his swing and took it high for ball two. Two and one. We're in the top of the ninth inning. Raiders leading seven to four. And the pitch to Vinson, missed the knees, ball three. Three balls and a strike. Eston Snyder waiting to hit next. All four is inside and Luke draws a base on balls. Yeah, uh, a year ago, Borders uh, made the uh, OVC All-Tournament team. And in fact, uh, uh, through seven innings, gave up just one earned run, two hits and four walks in that uh, OVC championship game a year wow. ago. So he, yeah, he must have been on the injury Yeah, I, I, I believe this is the guy that was like their There's number two. by Snyder, third baseman picks it up, throw to first, not in time. And Snyder beats it out. 
That will send Benson to second. So first and second, no outs here in the ninth inning. I guess you're going to score that at infield hit, John. I think so. Here's Mabry, 0 for 4. Benson with a walk, Snyder with a nice bunt single, legged it out at first. The pitch to the plate is strike called. Nothing in one. Mabry showed butt on that pitch, and that's a perfect time to do it. It was first and second and no outs. Butted foul. Now it's 0-2. We'll play uh, defensively. Had the third baseman charging, shortstop covering uh, third. Two strikes the count to Mabry. It's kind of a reverse wheel, isn't it? Usually you think about first baseman charging. High for a ball, one and two. Yeah, that one game that Borders started was in their very first uh, weekend of play back in February. And uh, pickoff play at second. Joey just got back in time. Border had to leave that game, and uh, this is his first appearance since then. Time called. They okay. want a challenge. Well, how many times can you do this? I guess you could challenge and challenge and challenge. So they're going to the tent. Yeah, they think uh, they think they got him back there, huh? John, I thought he was out, very honestly. But that's just my first, that was my first reaction. So we have no outs, runners at first and second, and a one ball, two strike count to J.T. Mabry. Well, let's. What else let's, let's happened go, today? Yeah, let's go back in, in uh, time and. 1948 on this date, Larry Doby. Oh. The Cleveland Indians tied a major league record by striking out five times <laughs> in one game. Larry Doby that, was the uh, first African-American player uh, to play league, in the American League. Yeah. yeah. And he was not that very far from uh, uh, behind Jackie Robinson. So the, his five strikeouts didn't hurt his team. They went ahead to beat Detroit seven to four at uh, Brick Stadium in Detroit. But that was a uh, record I'm sure he wished that uh, somebody else had. <laughs> Let's see, uh, four strikeouts in a game is the golden sombrero. So five, is that the platinum sombrero? <laughs> I'm not sure. Hmm. About 11 years earlier, a left-hander by the name of Cliff Melton for the New York Giants became the first rookie to strike out at least 10 batters in his major league debut. Finished with 13 strikeouts in a complete game at the Polo Grounds, but his team lost the game <laughs> to the Braves. He was from Brevard, North Carolina. It was a 3-1 to one score and New York's defense fell apart in the ninth inning 
Wow. And he struck out, like I said, 13. He held the record for a rookie until the Dodgers' Carl Spooner Mm -hmm. struck out uh, 15 in his first major league start in 1954. (laughs) The pitcher's sitting down on the mound. (laughs) He's actually kind of kneeling on the back of the mound. Wonder if he's saying a on prayer his, on his knees. Yeah, and they're still looking at that. So, so much for speeding up the game, huh? Yeah, and then they they're saying uh, the play uh, the call stands. You know, if you stay out that long, and they, well, we haven't be, had a call overruled yet no, on, on any of these challenges. So it, uh, I guess it's hard to come up with incontrovertible evidence. So it's back to the game. Mabry with a count of one ball, two strikes, takes the pitch inside, ball two. It's like these umpires might be working basketball in the, in the winters, huh? Two and two the count. Learning how to use that little wheel over there. Pitch is low, ball three. Coker waiting to hit back. Three and two. And the pitch is swung on a miss. Mabry strikes out swinging. On what was probably ball four. Yeah, he chased that pitch. It was outside. So the first strikeout for Borders. So in three batters, he's walked one, struck out one, and given up a hit. Coker, one for three, has scored a run. First and second one out. The pitch is low for ball one. Now you'd like to get back at least one of those runs you gave up in the in the bottom of the uh, eighth inning. And the left-hander delivers, swinging a foul out of play. One ball, one strike. Kota Sato throwing in the Raider bullpen. I'd say he's going to come in and finish this one off in the ninth. Coker fouls this one out of play. One and two. Well, it's seven to four. Wouldn't hurt to have a little bigger cushion than that, John. That's right. Right now, that would be a three-run lead. That's a save situation for for a new reliever. Pitches inside and low. Ball two, two and two. This guy has gone in deep into counts on all four batters now. Here's the pitch, and it is swung on, fouled out of play. Count holes. Benson walked to lead off the inning. Snyder butted. Whether he was trying to bunt for a hit or sacrifice, we won't know, but he beat it out for an infield hit. And Mabry struck out on a 3-2 pitch. It's two and two to Coker. 
And Borders with the pitch low, ball three. Well, night has descended yeah. in Music City. 3-2 pitch, low. Both runners were going, but that was ball four, and the bases are loaded. Benson and Snyder were both running on that 3-2 pitch, which was down low, and now the bases are loaded with one out for Jeremiah Boyd. One for three. He has struck out, singled, flied out, and been hit by a pitch. And uh, ended up scoring when he was hit. Strike call, nothing in one. This guy's throwing about as hard as Swan. Infield playing halfway. Boyd swings and misses for strike two. No balls, two strikes to Jeremiah. Now the infielders back up a little bit. Outside and high, ball one. Galloway waiting on deck. There's just one out. We're in the top of the ninth. Bases loaded for the Raiders. Oh, it fouled it straight back to the backstop. It rolls all the way out to the home plate umpire. <laughs> and picks he puts it up it and just puts it in his bag. Count holds at one and two. Borders, the left-hander delivers, low and inside. Almost got away from Bart, and he scrambled after it. Two and two. Benson at third, Snyder at second. Coker at first, good speed on the bases. If Jeremiah can put it in play. Missed inside, ball three. Has he gone full on everybody in this inning? The last three hitters. Yeah? Yeah, he has. He struck out Mabry on a 3-2. He walked Coker on a 3-2. And now the 3-2 to Boyd is low for ball four, and he walked in a run. Benson will score from third. So Boyd gets an RBI for bases loaded walk, and it is now 8-4. to four. And that's going to be a new pitcher. And the bases remain loaded, and we're going to have a pitching change, so we will take a break. Come back tell you about the new picture after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. 
It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Well, I said this pitcher is just as big as the one that left. He's almost as big. 6'6, 215, a junior from Wisconsin. And his name is Jet Tilkey. And uh, Jet Tilkey is, uh, let me find him here. Okay. Making his 18th appearance all in relief. He has thrown 27 two thirds innings, given up uh, 18 runs, 15 earned on 28 hits, 17 walks, 34 strikeouts. He's got a 4.88 ERA, a 5 and 1 record, and uh, two saves. Here's Galloway. Takes a pitch high, ball one. Still just one out in the inning. Borders walked three, gave up a bunch single, and had one strikeout. Throw to first, and the runner back by the catcher. They called him out. No. What did they do? Well, they sent him to second, and that will force the runner home. Coach Jarvis out of the dugout wants uh, an explanation. Unless they called a, well, they couldn't call a balk. That was a throw to first from the catcher. So some kind of interference? And the runner had ducked back in under the throw. Jarvis is uh, very emphatic in his gesturing to first base umpire Burkeen. If that run is allowed, and it apparently is, that will make it a nine to four game. That would have been Snyder who was waved home. I just don't understand what the call was. Let's see. And neither does the Belmont skipper, Dave Jarvis. And he's seen a lot of them. He's, uh, he's in his 26th year here at Belmont. I remember when he came to work for Belmont. That was my first year. I was still at the newspaper and my first year covering the Nashville Sounds. And since Belmont played at Greer Stadium, uh, he was at the down at the yard a lot. I just don't understand what the call was. He is walking back to the dugout. Now the other umpire wants to come over and talk to the, the two other umps, the third base umpire. He wants to know what to call. Us. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, what would you guys call? <laughs> some kind of, I would think, some kind of interference. The pitch was a ball to Galloway. It was high, and yep. the catcher threw to first. The runner on first 
who was uh, Boyd, ducked back in under the throw, and then the umpire waved the runner to second, and that made everybody advance That's one. That's right. And Snyder came across to score. And I tell you, it's mystifying uh, the official score because they haven't posted anything on the uh, well, I don't blame them. The they stat don't, master they don't yet. know what to call that. I have no idea. Well, they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and stretch this into a three-hour game, John. Despite all of our best efforts to <laughs> get this one in under three hours, we are at the top at the uh, top of the hour. So we need to pause for station identification. Let's do that on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. They're gonna go look at it. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dick Palmer, John Callow with you. Waiting out yet another review. And so the umpire that was left I don't think on this the field. Is, this is not a challenge. Yeah. This is a this is an umpire's review. And it was not decided to do that until the third base umpire came over yeah. to talk to the other and, two. And so the umpire that is not in on the re, uh, the uh, the review is uh, now talking to uh, Jerry Myers, explaining to him what's going on. In 1958, on this day, <laughs> okay, there was a similar play. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> The Los Angeles Coliseum, a crowd of 60,000, yep. 635 showed up, setting a National League record for the largest crowd to attend a regular season night game. Yep, they played at the old Coliseum, which is still there, of course. Dodgers beat the Cardinals 5-2. to two. The mark would last until opening night of the next season, 1959, when another thousand, a thousand more showed up, uh, over 61,000 on opening night, and the Dodgers beat the Cardinals again in front of that uh, largest crowd ever for a regular season night game. Well, they were playing in a football stadium. Yep, with a short fence. Oh, a short left field fence. <clears throat> and you remember Wally Moon? Wally Moon had a stroke, didn't he? He had a stroke that would, uh, uh, he uh, they called it the moonshot. Now what have they called? They've called the runner. Have they called, they, they signaled out. What is this? They're sending the other runners back. They've called the runner out at first. They say they picked him off? That is so strange. I have no clue what is going on on this field. So we're going to take the... They're sending, they're sending Jeremiah Boyd back to the dugout, and he's going to they're going change to say, places with uh, Heston Snyder, I guess. Snyder was the runner at third who had come in to score. So I guess they're calling that a pickoff. Two to three. 
two to three, which means that uh, Coker has got to go back to second base, and Eston Snyder, I guess, will go back to third. He's out there. Okay. Well, that's about the strangest thing I've ever seen. If it's not, it's very close. <laughs> So that would put Coker at second, Snyder at third with two outs. Now, of course, uh, Jerry Myers is, uh, he's not quite as. Uh, no, but he's getting that way. He is, <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, discussing it with uh, home plate umpire Marvin King. What he is saying is you let them talk you into that. Yeah. Them being Belmont. I don't think I've seen Coach Myers this agitated all season. Well, he he's not as agitated <laughs> as Jarvis was, but uh, Meanwhile, the uh, pitcher and catcher are just Hanging around. Yeah, playing a little bit of toss. Galloway's gone back to the on-deck circle and has uh, got his bat ready. Well, I would... Uh, Eston Snyder and... Uh, I would really give a lot to be out there and listening to this conversation, John. Eston Snyder and Max Jones are... Uh, down there at third base, Max Jones, of course, the Belmont third baseman. Uh, they're having a, uh, they've gotten to know each other pretty well in the last few minutes. <laughs> I think the game is going to continue with two outs, runners at second and third, and a one, or I guess that's a two ball count. Yeah. Now to Galloway. And it's, uh, and the umpire, third base umpire, is out of position now. He's back where he needs to be. Galloway swings and fouls it out of play, two and one. So it's eight to four. They took the ninth run off. And the pitch to the plate is outside, ball two, ball, ball three, three and one. The pitch, fly ball, center field deep, but not deep enough. Center field is going to handle it for out number three. And that is all in the ninth. Raiders do come up with one run. There was one hit, two men left on base. We go to the bottom of the ninth, Middle Tennessee eight, Belmont four on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. 
At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Well, they're not. In the ninth inning, Belmont will have Clark to lead off, Rando and Jones to follow. Eric Swan will start his second inning. He was not that effective coming in out of the pen in the eighth, gave up three straight hits. But fortunately, the Raiders' defense bailed him out to get the third out on a rundown play. Fans, it's time to make some noise. It's time to let the Bruins hear you. Yeah, he gave up a couple of runs. Oh, well, only one of those runs was charged to him. So here is Clark. Clark has two singles and four trips. A left-hand hitter against Eric Swan. Raiders leading eight to four. The hits in this game, even at nine apiece. Swan's pitch right in there for a call strike. Nothing in one. Swan did give up a run on two hits in his third of an inning. Pitches inside, one and one. Swing and a foul rolling down the first base side. One ball, two strikes. It's been an unusual game. (laughs) To say the least. That ball might have caught Beatato a little bit. Umpire giving him a chance to gather himself and... Back in the box, Clark for the count of one and two. And ground ball to first. DJ's got it. He'll take that out unassisted. One away in the ninth. The batter will be Jack Rando, the second baseman. He's walked twice, flight out twice. Galloway robbed him of a hit in the third inning with a diving catch. Raiders have had some sparkling defense they in sure this have. game. They sure have. Swan's pitch high and away. Ball one. Right-hander comes set and delivers. It's Tried to check his swing and foul tipped it one and one. No, they called that a ball. Oh, that came uh, just came off of uh, came off the mitt instead of the off bat. Off the mitt, yeah. So two and zero. Oh. And there's a foul out of play. Two and one. Raiders jumped ahead with a run in the first inning. But this game was 
tied for a while. Pitch is high, ball, what is it, three? It should be ball three. That's what I've got, yep, three and one. One out, bottom of the ninth. The 3-1 pitch is a strike call, three and two. Swan with a 3-2 inside, walked him. And with one out, the batter is Max Jones, the third baseman. 0 for 3 with a walk. It's grounded out once, flyed out twice. Sato back throwing in the uh, Raider bullpen. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Might have foul tipped it. Must have. Because the ball is at the at the screen and the runner is still at first. One strike to count to Jones. Catafias waiting to hit next. Missed low, ball one, one and one. Rando at first, one out. And the right-hander delivers. Mm. Outside ball two. There's such a thing as a corner. Two balls and a strike. Pitch is swung on, fouled out of play. The count will go to two and two. And the pitch is in the turf, ball three. Started this game in bright sunshine. We're going to end it under the cover of darkness. The lights on here. Lights have been on since before we got here. Yeah. Three balls, two strikes. Pitch is swung on, fouled out of play. I guess if you turn them on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you don't have to worry about when you're going to turn them on. How dark is it going to get before you do turn them on? Yeah, that little chore will have already been done. Another 3-2 pitch from Swan is strike three called. Tried to check his swing and could not. I think the batter knew it. And that's two outs in the ninth. So Swan has a walk and a strikeout in this inning. Got a Fios. The batter, he's one out of four. Rando the runner at first with two outs. Right-hander's pitch is high for a ball. Raiders at home this weekend. Louisiana Tech coming in. As a swing and a miss. One and one. Now that was a good fastball. That's that fastball that comes in 
It looks like it's a beach ball, and all of a sudden it's not there. Ball two is outside, two and one. Yeah, that was the fastball again. Runner at first, Rando, short lead. High ball three. Three and one. Ball four is outside and two men are on here in the ninth. And that gets Jerry Myers out of the dugout, and that's also going to get, uh, I think he's going to, uh, we'll see. Sato has been throwing in the pen. You know he would like to hold him for the weekend series. Boy, you know that is right. You throw him today, and you might not have him available until Saturday. Okay, it looks to me like they're talking mechanics. So he's going to let him stay in and get this last out. Gallison will be the batter. He's the number nine hitter. Has a single, a double, and has flied out and grounded out. Two for four. Rando at second. Catafias at first. Two outs in the ninth. Raiders leading eight to four. Which is a strike call, nothing in one. Good fastball. Inside, backed him away, one ball, one strike. I tell you what, I don't think too many hitters are gonna dig in too deep on Swan. Check swing and a strike is called, one and two. Struck him out swinging. And the ball game is over. The Raiders win it by a score of eight to four in the inning. No runs, no hits, and two men left on base. So Swan nails it down in the ninth. Raiders win by a score of nine, of eight to four and improve to 21 and 19 on the season. Belmont drops to 20 and 22. And that means this season series winds up even Steven at one and one. We will take our end of game break back with the post game show after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. 
For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go to the stadium. Here's Dick Palmer. Thank you. Welcome back into our postgame show as the Raiders win today by a score of 8-4 to four and pick up... Uh, a win after that uh, come-from-behind win, walk-off win against Rice on Sunday. So the Raiders now put together two in a row and will try to make it three straight when they entertain Louisiana Tech on Friday night in the first game of a three-game series. Raiders got off to a good start with a run in the first inning uh, with the uh, benefit of one infield hit and a... Wild pitch. Brett Coker with a runner at third and one out after uh, an infield grounder sent Snyder to third. Coker drove in the first run with a ground ball to make it one to nothing. Belmont came back with a run in the second inning to tie it one to one. Belmont took a lead with a run in the fourth inning. They were up two to one, but the Raiders came right back in the 
fifth on a double by D.J. Wright. Sacrifice fly after a sacrifice bunt. And that tied the game at 2-2, two to two, but then the Raiders, Raiders broke it open in the sixth inning with a five-run inning. And then uh, Belmont got two in the bottom of the eighth to make it 7-4. to four. The Raiders with a run in the ninth to make it 8-4, to four, and that's the way uh, the game finished. Middle Tennessee a winner by a score of 8-4. to four. We will take a break, and we'll be back, hopefully get some words from Coach Jerry Myers after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850, and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850, and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Welcome back into our post-game show. Raiders win by a score of eight to four. Coach Myers 
Heisman over talking with Coach Jarvis. I expect they were talking about that uh, that play, and we're going to go down to the field as uh, Austin, I think, is ready with Blue Raider head coach Jerry Myers. Here with head coach Jerry Myers after MTSU's 8-4 win at Belmont tonight. Uh, first things, a lot happened. You talked about building momentum before going into the game. How big is that in terms of building momentum again, you know, in front of another Conference USA series this week? I mean, it, it's, everything's big, everything's, you know, important, uh, but having that sense of urgency is just kind of made that point before we got started today that um, it's all important, you know, whether this is a league game or not, uh, going into league play, coming off of league play, um, there there is a momentum factor, there is a build, try to get better, not have any let-ups, not, not you know, be in a, a, any less of a position to try to, uh, or mindset to uh, try to grind it out if we needed to today, and we, we really did, we, you know, we had a five spot up there, that obviously helped us, but, you know, as many replays as we had and delays and everything else, it was was a, you had to grind it out, stay focused, and try, keep trying to execute pitches and, and have some good at-bats, and we did enough of that today, so I was pleased. DJ Wright, obviously, he had struggled at times throughout uh, the last couple weeks. Um, overall, he's been a very solid player, but he was seeing the ball very well tonight, got a couple doubles. Uh, how big was that, especially in that sixth inning? It was very big, uh, very very big for uh, us in this particular game, but also big for us and for him uh, to get some good swings off and uh, and to feel good about uh, you know uh, and maybe back to a little bit uh, where where he had been, where he was in a, a very productive groove for us uh, early on and at other points uh, throughout the the schedule so far. Perfect. This is head coach Jerry Myers, Middle Tennessee, will uh, get back to campus quickly tonight and turn around for Fridays. Conference USA series against Louisiana Tech. All right, thank you, Austin. And uh, I wanted Austin to ask him about that crazy <laughs> play in the night, but we'll find out uh, more about that later on. Uh, John, good pitching and good defense will generally win you games, and the Raiders had both tonight. We sure did. Uh, uh, played uh, flawless defense. Not just flawless, uh, a, on a couple of occasions, just really outstanding defense. I know we saw a, a really good play from Eston Snyder uh, in right field that probably saved a couple of runs, and uh, I think you had several plays with stars on them. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, Daniel Dewey, well, all, uh, all four of the uh, uh, MTSU Pitchers give up one run, but that's all they give up. Uh, Daniel Dewey goes three innings, gives up a run on three hits, four walks, two strikeouts. Jalen Wirtz comes on uh, two strong innings, gives up three, uh, one run, three hits, no walks, no strikeouts. He ends up with, with the win. Justin Lee, two and a third. I thought he was probably the most effective pitcher of the evening. Uh, gives up just the one run on one hit, three walks, a strikeout in the two and a third. Then uh, Eric Swan on to finish it off. An inning and a third. Goes, uh, gives up the run on three hits. Gave up those three hits in that first inning. Uh, in the uh, in the ninth, walks a couple of people, but he also strikes out a couple of people. Over on the uh, Belmont side, their starter, uh, Joe Rizica, goes three innings. Gives up a run on one hit, two walks, and two strikeouts. 
But then Simon Tesh came on. He takes the loss. He's now 0-1 because he gets charged with all four uh, or four of those five runs in the sixth inning. Uh, looking at the hitting uh, uh, for Belmont, uh, two or three, four guys with uh, multiple hit games. Two for four, uh, Mason Landers. Uh, Brody Heaton, and a two for five. Jeff Clark, two for five. And Caden Gallison, two for five. On the Raiders' side, uh, you've got two of them with multiple hits. Eston Snyder, uh, two for four. And uh, uh, we talked about D.J. Wright, or uh, D, uh, Austin Purton, Coach uh, Jerry Myers, talked about a uh, uh, great night for uh, D.J. Wright. Uh, goes two for three, drives in two, and I, uh, uh, you, you almost felt like after that uh, ball that got past him, that ended up being a, a, a double. Uh, you know, somebody needs to ask him, did he you lose it or just uh, misunderstand? Well, it, it, it seemed like he came back with a purpose. I owe you some, and he sure paid back anything. So, uh, in, uh, when we get to the finals, it's uh, Middle Tennessee, eight, uh, eight runs, nine hits, no errors. Uh, we leave uh, six on base. Is that right? And uh, uh, for Belmont, four runs on ten hits, no errors. They left 14 runners on base. That was, uh, I, think, I think Coach Jarvis will be talking to his team about that. We played this one in three hours and 20 minutes. Let's go back to the bird, Dick. Well, uh, take out all of the uh, all of the challenges and reviews and all of that craziness in the last inning. It's probably a, about a three-hour ball game anyway. But the Raiders win it and go 21 and 19. They'll entertain Louisiana Tech this weekend at Reese Smith Field. Hope you make your plans to be out there. If not, be sure and join us on the network. Six o'clock game time. We'll be on the air at 5:45 with our pregame show. Jackson Smith has been our studio producer for John Callow. This is Dick Palmer. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you Friday with more baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network. We now return to regular programming on News Radio WGNS.